Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, one of those legends joins us now, the great Mickey Spagnola. His visit is brought to you by Ford, the best in Texas. And uh, Mickey, I understand we might have a little bit of an update on Amari Cooper. Yeah, I was... Uh talking to some folks yesterday and you know we don't get to see him much we don't see him like out on the field rehabbing uh but i was told that he is ready to go oh that he nice. that he has been running well uh that uh he will be able to get back into practice next week and get ready for the giants game so the fact that we haven't seen him they were just all along saying okay this is not that bad but we want to make sure we do everything we can to have him in tip-top shape or the best it can be for the season opener so uh, that's one less position the Cowboys have to worry about with all the injuries they're trying to nurse on the offensive line it looks like he should be ready to go I hope our listeners realize how kick-ass the last hour has been first Gil Brandt says the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl kind of implying with or without Zeke and then Mickey tells us Amari Cooper's ready to go so so he's He's a big fan of uh, Tony Pollard. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he, you know that you know that it's like the old veteran football guy when he ever he just says it by the number. I tell you, all thirty six is a pretty good player out there too. But you know, if you watch practice with him, and it's not like he's. I mean, we know he has speed, right? And he's he's a little bit more powerful than you would think of a guy his size. But he's got this incredible feel for just ending up where the hole opens it's like he had a run yesterday in practice where he hit in the line and there was nothing there and the next thing I know I see him sliding to the right and all of a sudden there's a gaping hole and and so guys that have vision like that uh, I think could really make up for any physical uh, you know liabilities they might have and, and and I think he's just bigger than people think he is I'd like to as we talk about this I'd like to get your thoughts on this and I can't remember I forget who said I apologize I think it might have been fish or it might have been Brad talking about the idea that Pollard's a rookie but he has a way different football IQ than Weber for example we've talked about the fact that it may be a struggle for Weber to make this team right right uh, is that something you've noticed Pollard's yes. football IQ he picks things up it seems like he picks things up very seamlessly and especially the hardest part for those guys to make the transition is not the running. It's knowing when I've got to pick up a blitz or when I'm going out and understanding when you go out in the pass patterns where you need to be. And he's pretty good at that, getting out in the pass patterns or, or getting out in, you know, if you saw, you know, I know it got called back, but the screen pass Saturday night that right. he took down to the two-yard line, 24 yards, uh, boy, he just felt that, and he used his blockers, and it was almost like he's older than he really is. Uh, and if you talk to him, you kind of get that same feeling uh, from him. He understands how to answer questions, and he understands how to answer them without saying what he shouldn't say. <laughs> and and that, that, that's a skill when you're, when you're that age. I want to go back to your first answer about Pollard. Uh, okay, okay, so he was never an every-down guy. Yeah. He wasn't that in college. He's, we interviewed him, sat across from him. He didn't sound confident as being an every-down guy. 
But when you watch him, he is bigger than you think he would be. So why couldn't he be, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't know if at some point when you're not used to doing it, maybe the wear and tear gets to you at some point. But I think 15 touches a game, uh, I think he could do that. Uh, now, you probably don't want to overload him mentally uh, from, from a rookie standpoint. But after a couple games, hey, who knows? And if that's what it turns out to be. If he has to just be the complimentary back to Zeke and they put him in different situations, not only is that going to uh, help the it's going to help Zeke because teams can't just zero in on him. And I think they're really serious about coming up with some stuff with both of them on the field uh, at the same time. Now, it's probably not thinking Herschel Walker, Tony Dorsett at the same time, but it's what they kind of wanted to do with Lance Dunbar, and they never could keep him healthy. Right. Uh, and, and they had been working on that where, okay, you don't, neither one of these is probably blocking for the other, but who's getting the ball and who might go out into the, uh, into the flat and you're pulling a linebacker out of the middle in run coverage uh, and has to go out there and cover one of these guys. It's going to be a mismatch, right? Mm -hmm. Either one of them is going to be a mismatch. So uh, it'll be something that I think that they would like to employ, and that was probably something they could have worked on a little bit more uh, in training camp. Uh, getting ready for the regular season had Zeke been there. And that narrative could absolutely be true, like that he can't carry the full load. We just don't know. And that's what I would like to say is we don't know. If you go look at the first round of the draft, Josh Jacobs of Alabama, who is 5'10", 220, more of your you know, typical running back build, he had like 120 carries was the most he ever had. Right. So, And he's going to go be the full guy in Oakland, we expect. So I just think like it's it's interesting. We talk one way about Pollard. But we don't even bring that up with the first running back taken in this year's draft. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And and you won't know until you, you, you see go it? see it. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what you can do. And if you know all of a sudden you're you're dragging, then okay, Alfred Morris, get in there. Uh, if Zeke's not there, sure. Um, so, you know, the key thing to me is everybody else has got to do what they got to do, mm -hmm. right? You can't sit there and use that as an excuse. Oh, Zeke wasn't here, and we can't do. That. No, go do what you got to do. And I think. You heard Zach Martin kind of uh, saying that yesterday. It's like, we're ready to play. Let's go play, and we've got a nice running back. But if the line does what they're supposed to do, then, uh, you know, you can get by with uh, a rookie running back that's not Ezekiel. Would you like him out there? Yeah, and I don't think in any stretch of the imagination are the Cowboys thinking, okay, we can do this without him. They understand how important Zeke is. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, it sounds like, and just listen to Jerry today, you know, he, he's holding the line. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to cave here, and so we'll see where this thing goes. I, I, was, I was hoping that, you know, behind the blue curtain when they introduced the offensive uh, player of the year from last year, he comes out and accepts his award <laughs> right. with a signed contract. <laughs> I, I don't get the feeling that's going to happen the way they did with Emmett in 1990. It's amazing how much the, the tone has changed on the Zeke conversation from the beginning of camp to now and all the ebb and flow of this, but I don't want to lose the irony of what you just said about Zach Martin saying we're going to be ready to go. That's a good sign, right? right? If your offensive linemen are, are comfortable and, and they're healthy, ready to go, then okay, the, there should be some holes there, right? And is he is Zach healthy? He he's ready to go. Okay, I, God, I, that's huge. I think I yes. think all those guys, uh, they're just making sure. Like with Lael Collins, you know, it, 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 he tweaked his groin, and it was like just the 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 the, the shortest 
little yellow light that goes off, and it's like, okay, stop lights up. You know, you're out. We're getting ready for the regular season, and I think that's the way uh, they're looking at that one. Uh, same thing with Tyron. Just give him as much rest as he can. Get irritated, uh, and then let's go because they, of all those positions, and KT brought it up a little while ago. I don't, I don't know about the backup offensive tackle, Cameron Fleming. He and someone once told me he goes, don't, don't judge him by what it looks like. Judge him by the end result, because he, he just, it's like his knees don't move the way the rest of our knees move. And, 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 and sometimes he does. He's strong enough to hold down the fort. But there's other times guys are too quick for him around the, on the edge. And it was an example of that, not with him, but uh, Tank is in practice yesterday, and they're in one-on-one -on -one drills. And they put him up against poor Jake Campos. Oh, no. Oh, it was oh, the no, ugliest Jake. thing you ever saw. It was almost like Jake was a tombstone, right? Because he went right around him. And it's like, oh, why did they do that to that poor kid? Uh, I was reading that yesterday in practice. I think David Hellman had this, that the defensive backs were bullying Dak a little bit, meaning the defensive backs were great. And right. that... Uh, I think it ended with a Cheeto pick six, and yes, everybody it, went crazy. Seven, and seven on seven. Right, and yeah. so the, the DBs have just continued to be fantastic. Maybe they got their best one back in Byron Jones, and I think people are taking Byron for granted. I think he probably got hurt in that New Orleans game last year, and prior to that he was one of the best uh, corners in the entire NFL. And is he back and completely good to go to add to this mix? You know, he got they took him off Pup on Monday. And he kind of did what Tank and Crawford did last week, just individual drills and kind of milled around, right? And then yesterday, I was figuring, okay, they're going to do that again or they're not going to send him out there. Next thing I know, he was out there in team, uh, and, he, and he was working. Now, it wasn't a real physical team period, but he was out there working. So looks like he's ready to go. And that was kind of the plan all along. Two weeks before the start of the season, let's get him out there. And uh, he was getting antsy. I remember talking to him in training camp, and he was a little frustrated. He wanted to be out there, uh, but he, you know, he he went to the point. He brought in his own guy to work him out from a football standpoint, like the trainers do all the physical stuff with him. And he brought in a guy from Dallas and and did more football drills off to the side on their own when no one else was on the field. So he'd been working awfully hard, and I think it's starting to pay off because it looks like he's ready to go. And then in the meantime, with Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, they got so many snaps in different spots with Anthony playing right corner, Jordan inside, and sometimes Jordan was outside, Anthony Brown's inside, and those guys got a lot of snaps. So to me, they're four deep at cornerback. Uh, and then the fifth one, if they keep one, they can take a flyer, maybe a young guy that they want to bring along that doesn't really have to contribute right away. So you, you're talking to Mickey Spagnola here. We were just talking about, all right, Cheeto ends it with a pick six. We had Gill on before you, and he's saying that Dak is going to go down as one of the all-time great quarterbacks. People are underestimating him. Where do you fall on the spectrum of Dak and his progression and, and what he can be for this team? I, I think he can be awfully good, and I think the only thing you have to remember is how well he played last year in those last eight games. I mean, his quarterback rating over the last eight games was like 103. His, his completion percentage was 71%. So, uh, and they won, 7-1, and one, right, which was is the best statistic. So I think with the addition of Mari Cooper, uh, the ability of them to be able to run the ball, uh, I think he can be awfully good. And I think just the example, you, all you need to see is the touchdown pass he threw uh, Saturday night 
uh, moving to his left and had enough to get it into a tight spot because if that passes off, the DB was all over Michael Gallup and that would have knocked it away. And he fit it right where he needed to. And so those are the things he does. And I think he's a real gamer. Uh, I think sometimes in practice, and I know veteran quarterbacks would do this over the years, you try things, right? You go, I don't know if I can fit that in, but let me try anyway. Let's see what my capabilities are. And you learn. And sometimes you'll throw a few more uh, interceptions. Now, the one yesterday, he 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 just didn't see Cheeto, and Cheeto was just laying in the woods and <laughs> came out of nowhere at, at full speed and caught it on the run, you know. And it's seven on seven, so there's no offensive lineman to stop him, right, even if they happen to be in the way. Uh, but but he he took it to the house. He celebrated, threw the ball against the wall. <laughs> it, it was like the competition, and I don't know if they did this on purpose or not because sometimes I know the head coach will go to the assistant coaches and go, okay, we got to ramp up the, the emotion. we got to ramp up the competition. we got to let these guys know that it's not over with yet. We're not done. And I saw in some of the one-on-one drills, the, the assistant coaches were barking at each other, like the offensive guy and the defensive guy. And Chris Richard loves that stuff. Mm. He'll ramp it up in a moment. Yeah. And Gary Brown on the other side, and they'll go back and forth. And so now you got the assistant coaches barking at each other, and that juices up the players. So Jason was trying to remind this team that it was two practices this week, the last two of training camp, but it's not over with yet. And as he said in the press conference, we don't have anything in our back pocket. All right, Mickey, thank you. The big headline, Amari Cooper, good to go? He should be good to go from all oh. I hear. Awesome All right, stuff. guys. The all great, right. See you guys. Mickey Spagnola, fantastic stuff. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.